0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines, and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning. I'm Alice Dempster. And
1: I'm Claire Kimball.
0: It's Monday, the 29th of January. In your Squiz today, a new hostage deal is drafted, Queensland gets drenched, Trump's ordered to pay up and a non-believer quits the world of UFOs. This is your Squiz today. Claire, there's been a few notable developments in the Israel-Hamas conflict over the weekend. The first is that a US-led negotiation team is getting closer to locking in a new hostage deal. Reports say the remaining Israeli hostages would be released in exchange for a pause in fighting that could potentially last for
1: more than a month. Yeah, so that agreement has been drafted with input from both sides, and there's going to be more talks held in Paris on that today. Reports say that if that goes well, it could be something off quite soon. So that's all very hopeful, Mm. but it does come at a tricky time. On Friday, the United Nations top court, which is the International Court of Justice, made an interim judgment in South Africa's case against Israel over allegations of genocide. That court found that some claims were plausible, that Israel has been involved in the targeted killing of Palestinians. And as a result, that court has issued six emergency orders to Israel and the big one is that Israel must take all possible measures to prevent acts of genocide in Gaza. The court didn't order a ceasefire and it's probably important to say too that the court's orders aren't enforceable in any way. What Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said is that the ruling is, and this is the quote, a vile attempt to deny Israel its rights to self-defence.
0: As you say, Claire, it's not enforceable, but it has ramped up the pressure on Israel's Western allies to rethink their positions on the war. And the other thing making news is the firing of several staff from the UN Relief and Works Agency, which spearheads the UN's aid efforts in Gaza.
1: So that happened after Israeli officials alleged that staffers from that agency were involved in the 7 October attacks. That, of course, is when more than 1,200 people in Israel were killed by the Hamas terrorists, Uh, one Israeli hostage who was released said that she had been held in the house as someone who worked for that agency in Gaza. And Israel says that there's also evidence showing that teachers at one school sponsored by the agency openly celebrated the attacks. That's led the United Nations agency boss, Philippe Lazzarini, to say that they're taking the claim seriously. He says an investigation into the heinous allegations will establish the fact
0: He's also pleaded for countries who have paused their aid funding to reconsider. That includes Australia, as well as the UK and the US. Lazzarini says more than 2 million people in Gaza are relying on the aid to survive. But Foreign Minister Penny Wong says our support is on hold pending investigations. It's been another rough few days in far north Queensland with ex-tropical cyclone Kiralee the latest storm to hit the state. It crossed the coast near Townsville on Thursday night, Claire.
1: It seems the damage to property has been pretty minimal there. There was quite a bit of rain, about 100 to 150 millimetres, and Mm -hmm. it also brought strong winds. Uh, The lasting impact, though, is that there are still thousands of people in that part of the world without electricity. What the meteorologists also say is that that there's going to be ongoing severe conditions. That includes going all the way down to the southeast part of Queensland. Um, That's because the remnants of the cyclone could mix with thunderstorm cells that are around that region. Uh, Alice, I spoke to some mates in Brisbane yesterday and they were having a pretty miserable time Mm. of it. It was very hot and very wet. Um, What the Bureau of Meteorology says is that the region's waterways and infrastructure can't deal with so much rain so quickly so there are risks of flooding there
0: yeah and Claire the townsville mayor Jenny Hill would probably agree with your friends she said that restoring the electricity supply there is really important because it's so hot and humid at the moment the queensland government is also offering hardship payments to those affected and it's also helping local councils to pay for the cleanup efforts Claire, the American writer E. Jean Carroll has won her second legal case against the former US president, Donald Trump. He's been ordered to cough up 83.3 million US dollars.
1: In Aussie dollars, that's more than 125 million. So it's quite a bit of cash. Um, just to recap, this is the latest case between Carroll and Trump. There was one that was tried last year that saw Carroll accuse Trump of sexually assaulting her in the 90s. Uh, he denied that. If you remember back, that was the one of a woman who said that he had assaulted her in a department store change room. Um, she said that he also defamed her after those allegations went public. She won that case last year and she was awarded $5 million US dollars. Uh, Trump had some pretty nasty things to say about her After that case, so she sued him again and now she's won that.
0: Yeah, she says it's a great victory for every woman who stands up when she's been knocked down and a huge defeat for every bully who has tried to keep a woman down. To say Trump is not happy with the result is an understatement, though. He's promised to appeal both judgments. A quick message now from our podcast partner, dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP. Another Aussie Open is over, Claire, and they had a million bums on seats across the tournament, which is a record. And last night, the first men's final since 2005 without Nadal, Federer or Djokovic was held, with Yannick Sinner crowned the men's champion over Daniel Medvedev. The 22-year-old Sinner made a very impressive comeback to win his first Grand Slam title.
1: Yeah, so that was a good match. And in the women's final on Saturday, Belarusian Arena Sabalenka defended her Aussie Open crown. She won that against China's Zhen Qingwen. Sabalenka said that she was really worried that she was a one-title wonder. Of course, she won that Grand Slam last year, but it has put it to rest with her having that win she did it in straight sets so a really good victory for her um also in the men's doubles which was on saturday night aussie matthew ebden won that with his partner indian rohan bapana but Palmer is 43 years old. He is the oldest bloke to win a Grand Slam title in the Open era. He says that's down to doing yoga. Oh, so there you go. Very
0: impressive. And in the women's doubles, Sue Shea and Elise Mertens won with a 6 1 7 5 victory. And to wrap up the tennis, the wheelchair singles titles were won by Japanese teenager Takito Oda for the men's, and DD DeGroote won her sixth women's title. And just a quick mention before we wrap up on sport, how about the West Indies beating the Aussies in the Brisbane Test match yesterday? Their rookie bowler Shamar Joseph tore through our batters, taking seven wickets to see his team take their first win against the Aussies in 27 years. Claire, it turns out the guy who used to be in charge of UFOs at the US Department of Defence is not a believer. Sean Kirkpatrick is his name, and he's recently made some very pointed comments about the existence or non-existence of extraterrestrials.
1: So he was the first director of the Pentagon's All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, which is basically (laughs) the UFO (laughs) office. You might remember during Trump's time as president, this was all set up with the support of the Congress, there was Mm. lots of interest in really digging into the files to get explanations about these UFO sightings. But what Kirkpatrick says is during his time there, his team found that at least 90% of sightings had a very logical explanation. But he's left the job now and he says he's quite frustrated because he felt that people inside the US government who are hardcore alien fans are the ones pushing forward these conspiracy theories. Um, He's given in his first post-job interview and he says there was absolutely nothing he could do to disavow those true believers <laughs> and that left him with no choice but to resign.
0: What he says is there's no evidence of aliens and there's no evidence of the government conspiracy covering up the discovery of alien life forms.
1: Yeah, I reckon he would say that though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Squeeze the day, Claire. The Nations Cup netball final is being held in Leeds in the UK today. It's Australia versus England, and the Aussie Diamonds are coming off of an unbeaten run, so hopefully they can keep it up. That's on at 7.15am Eastern Time. So if you want to check in on the scores this morning, you can do that.
1: Yeah, that would be a good final to win. Alice, I'm watching TV at the other end of the day. (laughs) Nemesis premieres on ABC TV. It is the look into the run of coalition leaders Mm. uh, in that period of government. And it looks like it's going to be a very interesting one for anyone interested in politics. So I'm tuning into that at eight o'clock tonight.
0: one and that's it for us today have a great start to the week and we'll be back with you tomorrow hello it's bryce here from squiz kids kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream which is why we're excited to present a special squiz kids q a this week